1: Hide your kids, lock the doors, you're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast, Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts, complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark, buckle up boys and girls, it's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast.
2: Oh yeah, that uncontrollable sobbing you heard earlier this week, that was Chad reacting to the inevitable flight back to America. Hi, kids. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Appendectomy Cheeseman. And this is Chad. Football is life. So, wash. On this week's show, Jim is not just a really shitty cartoon from the 80s. Cocoon isn't just a really shitty movie from the 80s. And Astro isn't just a dog from the Jetsons. It's apparently Back to the Future week on Chad and Cheese. Let's do this.
1: So, dude, you're supposed to be in Vegas at HR Tech right now. What the fuck happened?
2: Yeah, so the only flights I've ever missed in my life are because of a connection. A connection that that was too long. <laughs> you you recall us running through Atlanta uh, yeah. a couple of years ago and, and almost killing me, but. <laughs> I chose so there are two flights out of Indy uh, Mm -hmm. that go direct to Vegas, and they're Spirit Airlines and Frontier Airlines. Okay, neither of which are really considered the apex of service (laughs) and uh, and timeliness. So anyway, apparently there's a rule on Spirit where if you if you check in more than forty five minutes before the flight, you can't get a ticket. You can't like check in and you and I both know the Indy airport. You can get through it in like 10 minutes like, oh, yeah. to your flight. So it's super easy. I've gotten there 15 minutes before, you know, a flight takes off and made a flight. Anyway, I couldn't get a ticket. So I was like, well, this fucking sucks. So I rescheduled as I'm rescheduling. I, I text my wife and I say, you know, I, I can't get out of Indy like bullshit. I've never missed a flight. You know, I'm complaining. So anyway, she had she had felt what she thought was maybe gas pains that morning. Uh-huh. She ended up going to the ER getting checked out because her okay. doctor said so. Yep. She ended up having uh an appendix that needed to be taken out. Ouch. Okay. Appendectomy. So, <laughs> appendectomy, yes. Uh so if you don't believe there's a higher power, maybe steering the ship on all this stuff, like <laughs> I couldn't go to Vegas. But as I couldn't do that, my wife had an emergency appendectomy. Uh I'm happy to report that she's she's fine. Um, I thought with maybe modern science, she could maybe be on her feet the next day. Not so much, especially with a four year old. You know, managing that is really hard to do when you're healthy, let alone when you've gone through surgery. So, yeah. She's she's still at home recovering, Um, a, a, you know, a week that I should have been at the Caesar sports book, you know, drinking, <laughs> drinking an old fashioned and, and more shrimp than I can count was spent back here in Indianapolis, which Ooh. you happily got to come back to. So yes. you got to come back home and I got to stay home this week. Yeah. And neither one of us were very happy about it. So
1: being in Portugal after five and a half weeks in five different locations throughout the southern coast of Portugal, drinking great food, amazing fucking beaches and getting the best tan I've had in the last 20 years. I've actually I, 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 for, for decades, my brain is finally centered. My priorities are reset and I uh, am fucking happy. I don't know what these things are in the sky here. Cause we didn't see those <laughs> in Portugal. I think they call them clouds, but yeah, we didn't have those. Uh, this is uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a readjustment. So let's just yeah, say we a
2: little overcast skies <laughs> here, here in America. So how much SPF do you have to put on that dome of yours to keep it, uh, to keep it red-free.
1: Luckily, Julie was on me, and big applause for her because I am one of those idiot men who was like, "Yeah, I don't need that shit." So uh, she she had SPF 50, I think it was, and I got the best tan of my life. Didn't peel, none of that <laughs> shit. It was it was it was perfection in five and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it was it was a good time.
2: So I feel safe in saying you've been to Costa Rica and now you've done a stint in Portugal. I feel safe saying Portugal's kind of the winner of the two, the two places. Would that be correct?
1: Oh yeah. Especially since it is in Europe. And one of the things that we want to do is do a a, a ton more exploration in Europe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not to mention, I mean, the, the cost of living in Portugal is, is amazing. The, the, the lifestyle just in itself is is amazing itself not to mention i mean they actually have history right we're building history right now in the u.s they have history to be able to walk through those little towns and bridges built by the romans that
2: kind of shit uh, man it's pretty awesome it's so romantic
1: it's sexy to say the least let me tell you
2: and god willing we will be there in november for uh Conference in Belgium. Although my wife and I joked, she's had her gallbladder taken out, (laughs) she's had her appendix taken out. The only thing left is her tonsils. So we're pretty sure there'll be a tonsillectomy. Sometime around November that uh, will keep me from from Europe.
1: Jeremy better be self-sufficient by then. That's all I got to say.
2: Yeah. And hopefully Canadians can come visit, you know, via car by then. All right. Enough about us. Let's get to shout out, shall we? We shall. And I'm going to start
1: out with I I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. Louise Grant uh, actually had a wonderful evening dinner and drinks in Villamora last Sunday and really looking forward to seeing what she's going to do next year because she's coming back to the industry. She took some time off. She was at job gate for God over a decade, I think. And now she's coming back. So it'll be good to see her. It was great to see her and oh. uh,
2: more to come. So you can confirm Louise is coming back to the industry, but not exactly sure what she'll be doing. Not exactly. Not exactly. Okay. That's a scoop. We'll take that as a scoop scoop. <laughs> shout out combo on that one. That's good. I'm going to give a shout out to the recruitology team. Uh, they were the, they were the team that was sort of funding my, uh, venture out to HR tech. Uh-huh. They were real sweethearts during the whole appendectomy thing. So for Roberto, Mike, Kara, the whole team, uh, sorry, I couldn't make it out hopefully next year. And, uh, they were just real sweethearts. So I wanted to give them a, uh, give them a shout out.
1: Yeah. It's kind of hard when you're You know, your wife is going, you know, emergency surgery to say, get your ass out here. But yes, I appreciate that. That's By the way,
2: I literally got a doctor's note. I haven't done that since (laughs) high school just to show the HR tech folks. So if if they don't get a refund or a credit uh, on that ticket, that's some bullshit. So HR tech, if you're listening. Make sure that uh, that's credited to the rec- Recruitology team.
1: Steve, hook him up. Uh, big yeah. shout out to Garrett Friedman over at Job Case Kids for the oh, yeah. promotion to SVP. Congrats, uh, Garrett. We, we hope to see you guys in Boston in 2022 because uh, it's been a long damn time.
2: I was going to say, I hope there's a, a salary increase on that because Boston is expensive. Damn. Uh, shout out to, to Joe Shaker. Speaking of expensive, Joe Joe needs to stop placing bets on Cleveland-Chicago games. That's all I'm going to say. Joe, love you, man. Shout out. There's always next year.
1: Yeah, that one hurt. We're talking nine sacks for poor old Justin Fields. We're uh, talking
2: one total yard passing whew, for Mr. Fields. That was mad. not a good day. Not a good day. Not a good day.
1: It's all <laughs> it's all downhill from here, baby. Uh, so big shout out to Michael Smith. That's one of the most original names we've had on the show. Uh, talent acquisition specialist over at Berkshire Gray. He connected with me this morning on LinkedIn. Says he loves the podcast. And I thought, you know, this would be great time to say, hey, guys, girls, anybody who's listening, them, connect, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you do that. Give us feedback. Add your reviews on Apple Podcasts. Engage with Chad and Cheese. We love it. Whether you like us or not, it doesn't matter. We just want to hear it.
2: Yeah, another big fan, Ryan Filman of Charlotte. Loves oh, the yeah. show. Loves the show as well. And I have a couple of uh, corporate shout outs if you'll, here if you'll we go. humor me here. So, so one is to LinkedIn. Got to get them on the show always. <laughs> uh, TechCrunch reported this week that LinkedIn is overhauling its audio and video services, which frankly kind of suck, and will roll out changes in the coming months. So, will there be events, paid events, tickets through LinkedIn? We'll we'll be watching that. Also, Slack is reportedly rolling out stories for company updates. Uh, you know, stories has a long illustrious history uh, on oh, the yeah. show. Good job. Twitter and LinkedIn just uh, shit canned uh, their stories. <laughs> stories. Uh, Option for for their service. Uh, shout out to Weed. Weed. Uh, Washington Post reported an estimated three hundred and twenty one thousand Americans now work in the legal cannabis industry. No word on the illegal cannabis industry. Uh, they their numbers outnumber dentists, paramedics, and electrical engineers. So uh, a lot of the service folks are bypassing Applebee's and serving weed so shout out to the green stuff and also recruiter.com launched a job board for recruiters this week i had to ch- i had to double check the date on that and make sure it wasn't you know <laughs> 1999 but uh, yeah good for them recruiters need another space To look for jobs, and they can do that at recruiter.com. And last but not least, for me, we made a list as we always do top five from Fountain submitted this week. Uh, They had us at number one. They didn't, they they had us first, but not necessarily number one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just say we're the best because we were put first. Why not? I'm also always amused that we're right after Matt Alder that British guy and and our review is always like maniacal uh, not <laughs> safe for work opinionated sarcastic and yeah. his is always like thoughtful revealing intelligent you know so it's it's a real dichotomy our two podcasts but somehow we both end up on the best of list all the time it's the
1: yin and yang of HR the most dangerous and the most bleaked out that's uh, yes. are those
2: two it kind of, it's kind of a metaphor for the British American you know, dynamic, I yeah, think.
1: Somewhat, somewhat. Yeah, uh, somewhat. Carry on the lists. Uh, Tycho Von passen who's one of the co-founders over at Vonk, listed his top three podcasts on LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. they were, number one, Pivot with Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. That's a big one. That's like top 10. Number two, Masters of Scale with Reed Hoffman. And then number three, the Chad and cheese
2: podcast. Yeah, boy. By the way, next time, next time you see him, tell him I loved his hit. Take on me from the eighties. That was, <laughs> that was a great song. Chad, we have free shit. Did we mention that yet? We did uh, not. No. If you haven't gotten free shit from us, you got to sign up. You got to go to chat. slash free. We got t-shirts by emissary. We got beer from Adzuna and we got whiskey from sovereign. We do this every month. We spread the love. We don't show up directly, but we, we in spirit, deliver the goods to you for free. Chatchees.com backslash free.
1: It's contactless delivery. We are doing this the way that it should be done. We respect you and we're going to be responsible to be able to get you the good bourbon. That's two bottles of bourbon, by the way, from Sovereign and Chad and Cheese. And I, shit, what? A case plus of craft oh, yeah. beer from, you know, sponsored by Adzune. I mean, come on,
2: guys. Yeah. We're never in your face, but we're always in your heart and we're always killing your liver. Amen. We got some fantasy football updates. You ready for that? Uh <laughs> Uh, this comes from Paul. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I bet you are because you're back in the top spot, Chad. Yes. I don't know how that happened, but you're back. Imagine that. Number mad. one. Uh, number two, we got Michael Got Gamecocks. Number three, Pete Don't Call Him Douchey Succi. Chris AL East winner. Russell comes in after him. Bill Football Fanning. The beloved Miss Q. Breaking Benjamin's Kuntz. Christy Don't Call Me Jackie Moon. Jason Voorhees Putnam. And bringing up the caboose, baby. You know him. You love him. <laughs> oh, hell no. It's me. And in my defense, I can't oh. be expected to win when two of my starters go out without even a point earned. But Uh-oh. it's a All long part of the game. season. And I'm in it to win it, baby. So let's do this.
1: All about it. Not to mention, let's throw this out there real quick. Quincy's lost two, I think, out of three thus far. And they were like the slimmest of margins. But yet, Mm -hmm. I think she's like top three in points scored. So (laughs) you're not really the one getting fucked. She is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, I have to say that Pete Suchi, who was in the lead last week, I kicked his ass this week. Yep. And uh Roy fucking Kent, one of my my favorite names for a uh, for a football team. Uh didn't do so well. And, and yeah. we all have those. We all have those days.
2: I made a good pick with Stafford as my QB. That's looking like a potential MVP decision. And I couldn't <laughs> even I couldn't even overcome a four touchdown day for Matt Stafford. That's how challenged my team was this week. But I'm coming yeah. back this week. I'm taking on Chris Russell. He's, he's, he's primed for a loss, and I'm going to take his ass down. <laughs> Although the Aaron Rodgers pick is looking better than it did week one. It's looking <laughs> a little
1: better now. Last but not least, we want to make sure that everybody checks out the Julia Levy podcast that we put out this week she is truth telling no bullshit i love it uh we talk about uh, recruiting tech we talk about different recruiting processes Mm -hmm. and she lays it out there you know what they're doing well what they're not doing well and uh, it's a great conversation
2: yeah it's a great show let's get to some birthdays before we get to the news
3: birthdays
2: stella cheeseman (laughs) My favorite daughter uh, celebrates a birthday uh, yesterday, actually. So uh, happy birthday to her. She's the big 12. Dad jokes. The big 12. She's officially the tween. A tweener, I guess. Wow. I don't know exactly. Uh, Casey Dockendorf, who's my <laughs> sister-in-law. So it's real. it's been a real family affair this month. Um, if you need uh, employment law advice in Canada, hit me up. <laughs> I'll, I'll connect you with Casey. She's a badass, or at least as badass as a Canadian can be, uh, celebrates a birthday. Robert St. Jacques. <laughs> A fan of the show, which is one of the cooler names that we've had on the show. Lucas Roscoe, was that? Oh, yeah. The barbecue guy? Yeah, those are good. We got some good names <laughs> on the fan base. Uh, we got Ling Wu. Allison Holbrook, what? old-timer in the industry. And who doesn't love Levin from the European show? Von Nevenhausen. Our man Levin celebrates a birthday. And uh, industry vet Kevin Grossman. All celebrate birthdays. Awesome. So happy birthday to all those folks. And without any further ado, Topics!
3: topics.
2: Unicorn Alert Chad.
0: <laughs> on that's
1: gotta that's be right. what it
2: feels like to actually get all that fucking cash, right? Uh, we'll never know, Chad. Fingers crossed. Andela, born in Africa and headquartered in New York City, Andela, which helps companies build distributed engineer teams, raised $200 million in a Series E financing this week at a $1.5 billion valuation. The company, founded in 2014, says it will use the new funds to develop products for simplifying global hiring and diversify beyond software developers. A soft bank investment. Andela operates in 80 countries across six continents and have placed more than 1,000 engineers servicing over 200 companies. They employ about 300 folks, all of which are remote, and have raised a grand total of $381 million so far. Chad, it's a big world, and Andela wants a piece. What are your thoughts?
1: Let's just say Andela is rad, baby. Uh, We've got remote work is the fuel that made this rocket ship lift off. No question. Quick high level kind of like model overview. Talent is vetted trained and matched with hiring companies. So the training part is where most staffing solutions fall down because they just don't fucking do it. Not mm-hmm. to mention Andela is focused on underrepresented countries in tech like Africa. So Andela has over a hundred thousand individuals in their learning matching and placement platform. So that's kind of like the basic overview. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about Andela back in early 2019 and I was a big fan of the platform and the model back before covid and the need to move to remote is obviously a necessity for many organizations needless to say i love it even more right now because you know obviously building a remote economy is where we're moving remember when we spoke with hacker ranks ceo Mm -hmm. and he commented on the developer shortage by saying, there is no shortage of developers because in the global talent economy and in this model, if you're short, it's your fault. I'm big on the upside of this just from a concept and a model standpoint. And I'm glad to see such huge growth because the last time we talked about these guys, they had about a thousand individuals who were in their training program, et cetera, et cetera. Now they have over a hundred thousand.
2: First of all, I'm really happy to see rad taking off and I want to take credit for all that. But anyway, (laughs) yeah, look, places like India, Africa, Brazil, are going to fill a lot of needs in the developed world into uh, opportunities, which you spoke about from uh, at HackerRank. And the pandemic has made remote teams more palatable for a lot of companies, companies that wouldn't touch. You know, folks in Africa or developed uh, developed countries uh, now are open to that, right? The challenge is working with developers on places like Upwork. It takes a lot of hand-holding and patience. Um, and that's not necessarily just from a time zone perspective or even a, a language perspective. And it looks like Andela takes a lot of care around uh, making sure developers know English pretty fluently and making sure that some of those obstacles um, are as alleviated as possible. And I also love that Indela really promotes its white glove service expectations. So it sounds like okay, we're going to help you get a global workforce that works remotely. And we're going to walk you through that process. You're not just going to be on your own, which I think is what Upwork and Fiverr kind of let you sort of sink and swim on your own. Um, I think so. That really fills a need uh, from that perspective. Uh, A great quote from the CEO in terms of the release uh, quote, now that the world has come to embrace remote, remote work. Andela has become the obvious choice for companies because we can find better talent faster. Companies that bridge, bridge build bridges like that are going to are really exciting to me. I don't. I wasn't super blown away by some of the numbers. You know, two hundred companies, a thousand engineers for to be a, a unicorn and have sort of sort of modest numbers like that means that there's a real bet here. On the potential um, of this company. Um, I, I expect them to grow on. Hi- I expect them to be on hyper growth, so to speak, mm-hmm. over the next five, 10 years uh, and be really, really impactful because the world, the borders of the world are breaking down and uh, the world is rad baby. And uh, these guys fill the R spot with remote work. And uh, it's exciting to watch. Bringing people out of poverty too, by the way, which yeah, is nice.
1: It's definitely exciting. And and when we talked about them before, they're actually talking about how they're paying a much higher wage than what you're seeing in those countries. So again, being able to really drive you know economic power for mm-hmm. a country or countries that need it, right? Not to mention you know from the actual website itself is a quote: brilliance is evenly distributed, but opportunity isn't we exist to unlock the human potential at scale. Mm-hmm. I think I think overall I know what you're talking about with the numbers but we have seen some pretty dramatic growth from at least the talent standpoint for them not to mention they're in a niche. This is more technical than it is anything else. But to be able to watch the scale happen and then also the concept itself mm-hmm. because once again, you know, Vivek from HackerRank saying, "Look, we don't have a talent" Shortage. We have a shortage of companies who want to embrace the opportunity and the talent and where they live. That's really what the issue is. Now that COVID has happened, Mm -hmm. that is kind of been an obstacle that has either been moved or it's much smaller than what it was before. The the thing is that the US in itself, I think, is falling behind because the big brands are not building these types of pipelines themselves. Mm -hmm. So They say that there's a talent gap, but if there is a talent gap, that's because you allowed it to happen, employer. You allowed it to happen. You're not building these talent pipelines yourself. You're not training these individuals. Companies like Indela see that happening and they're going to also offer a very diverse workforce in the same platform.
2: Yeah. And look, as water, you know, water goes through the, you know, where least resistance is and, you know, politically we have issues with, I mean, China is going to be an issue for the next 20, 10, 20 years at least. So I I suspect a lot of, uh, a lot of investment into countries where there's either democracy or there's, there's an openness to, to working with us. And the second dynamic is the closed borders. We're making it harder for people to come to America and companies are going to suffer from that. So they're going to go where the talent is, and that's in places like India and Africa and, and pockets of South America. So this is a trend that's going to only heat up over the next few years. And as as the Chinese question hangs out there, more and more companies are going to embrace these markets, and companies like this are going to are going to flourish. Agreed. Well, we've got another surprise. It's,
0: like it's a double. It it's but a double unicorn, like
2: Chad. That's right, Jim announced $100 million in Series C funding Tuesday at a $1.2 billion valuation. The new capital brings the company's total funding to $148 million. Founded in 2017 by a pair of Dropbox and Facebook alums, Jim says their dream is to be the, quote, sales force for hiring. The cash will be used for expansion into Western Europe and parts of Asia Pacific. It also wants to grow its sales and marketing teams, the company which can be found at Gym.com and not go gym.ai or something <laughs> claims 800 customers and employs nearly 200 people. Chad, is this a rare gem worth buying or fool's gold? This is the artist formerly known
1: as Zen Sorcerer. Don't forget about that. So Steve Bartle and Nick Bouchak, I believe it is, the co-founders Bouchak. of Gem. Yeah, they Yeah, they, they both have really impressive backgrounds with Facebook, Dropbox, MIT, MIT little school. Yeah. You, yeah. you might've heard of, but they don't have any TA or recruitment chops. So, you know, th- that's, that's going to be interesting. Uh, I think, what we're seeing from, you know, these co-founders, hey, this coming from TechCrunch, Tech an actual quote, you used to be able to measure the value of a company by its factories, raw materials, and goods. But today, that is measured in people. Companies are competing harder than ever for top talent. And our vision is to be the sales force for hiring, close quote. So that to me bleeds of a front man from a great rock group that knows how to write a song and what VCs actually want to hear. But seriously, he's on point. And then dropping Salesforce for hiring, comparing your platform with one that drops about 21 billion in revenue a year. These guys, they are very polished, Mm -hmm. no question. And they are singing to the VC. The question is, you know, are they actually going to be able to sing this song to an industry that doesn't adopt? It's not really nimble mm-hmm. and it's not really incredibly innovative, right? That's the big question.
2: Remember when indeed was the Google for jobs. <laughs> yes. And I then do. Google, yeah. Google kind of became the Google for jobs. What yeah. happens when Salesforce becomes the Salesforce for hiring? Uh, then for- they've, then they've maybe got a problem. Uh Maybe. So, so to me, like this is another platform of the future Wanna wannabe. Um, I think we talked last week about the antiquated notion of the ATS, uh, that maybe it's time to rethink the whole notion of 90s tech still being the standard for job seekers and employers. Yeah. And more and more, maybe it's not. And, and Jim, I think wants to be, uh, you know, they want to be sourcing. They want to be the CRM. They want to be the analytics. They want to be a diversity. They want to be all things to probably all people. Um, that's a really hard place to be, um, particularly when a lot of people and companies with a lot of money are trying to do the same thing. But these pockets of sort of features, um, that everyone's trying to fill in the gaps, you know, we have one, you know, we have conversation, but we still need CRM or we have CRM, but we need the sourcing piece. And we know, so it's like, who's going to bring all this together and be successful. None of us really know, but it's going to be fun to watch the fight and it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, to report on it. Uh, but as of this week, Jim has a lot more guns in the barrel, if you will, to take that fight to a lot of the companies in this space. You are right about the polished. It's a great name, great brand that they can build around as long as the tech is there and they can build a sales force and grow globally. Like, I like their chances to have a, a pretty sound uh, position in our marketplace.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're you're correct in saying that they're going to try to be all things to all people. Here's a quote from uh, TechCrunch: yep. Companies like LinkedIn provide the talent, and Workday manages and tracks someone to hire. But Jim operates as the link between them enabling companies to do that proactive hiring sending hundreds of emails hosting events running branded email campaigns and ad spending to engage with talent close quote so here again very polished what they've just done is they've brought in two big companies linkedin workday and said hey you guys don't do this and if you did sure the fuck didn't do it well so the the question is and I think this is what you're saying. They are polished and they are presenting themselves to VC incredibly well. Now, on the other side, having more ammo, uh, they're going to LinkedIn. They're going at the workdays of the world because they're looking to get acquired.
2: What do you think? I think acquisition is uh, some liquidation of it is going to happen, whether that's a sale or they go IPO. Yeah, um, I'm sure they'd love to be to be acquired by Microsoft or Workday. I'm sure Phenom would be the same, feel the same. And, and I put these guys kind of in the same category as what Phenom um, is trying to do. Yeah. There's no question that either IPO or an acquisition and based on their history, like, yeah, an acquisition is probably more uh, probable than going IPO. And they're probably highlighting those companies because they're big enough to, to buy them at this point. But the, the number of buyers is dwindling quickly as they raise more and more money and become more more yes. valuable.
1: Yes. Hence why they targeted LinkedIn and Workday in the quote, because those are two companies who have a shit ton of cash.
2: Indeed. And they're probably they probably have stepstone on speed dial um, (laughs) as well as well. All right, Chad, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll get to some less valued companies, but no less valuable on our show because we love all the companies on the show.
4: Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more
1: information on Pando IQ, go to PandoLogic.com. That's PandoLogic.com. Okay, well, not all companies on the show, but I definitely love this one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you love saying it, too. Sindio. Sindio. Or sin.io I don't know. All right, Sindio. I love
1: saying Maria's last name even more. Colacurcio.
2: Colacurcio. Yeah. Uh, All right. Cindio, the analytics platform with a mission to ensure fairness and equity are part of every employment decision. This week, announced it has raised fifty million dollars in Series C funding, bringing the total, the grand total, to eighty-three million dollars. The company, founded in two thousand twelve and based in Seattle, uh, so they've tripled annual recurring revenue every year for the last two years, and is forecasted to deliver a similar growth rate in twenty twenty two. CEO Maria, how do you pronounce it, Chad? Uh, Who we interviewed last year, said, quote, every day the pressure from employees, investors, and governments grows to close persistent workplace gaps, to ensure that companies achieve enduring success in the 21st century. End quote. Cyndio's platform is used by 200 companies, including NerdWallet, Nordstrom, Salesforce, and General Mills, to measure the pay for over 2.6 million employees in the U.S. They employ around 200 folks, uh, pay equity through analytics and data. Safe to assume you're a fanboy, right, Chad? Every Fortune
1: 1000 company should buy into this platform, Period. Pay inequity is an issue and everybody fucking knows it. Which is why this feels like a silver bullet for companies who have made little to no advancement in this area while starting to get called onto the carpet, possibly by the U.S. government, about what they are doing to identify inequities and move toward parity. There's no question. Big congrats to Maria and the team over at Sindio. I think it's probably the time where we get Maria back
2: on to talk a little bit deeper about this. Uh, It's no mistake that she mentioned governments in her quote. That was, that was pretty strategic. Uh, Maria, you are so rad baby. And so this is an, I mean, it's a no brainer. Like you're taking, you're using technology to support initiatives by governments, companies where like real budget is being spent real money is being spent, not just by investors, but by companies that are budgeting for DEI initiatives. She mentioned the government, you mentioned the government, that stuff is is coming down the pike. You know, that was your world for a long time. Like you understand government sort of regulations much better than I do. Uh, so you said it, you said it best, but this is going to be one of those must haves for a lot of companies. And it's only going to increase as, Government regulations, pressure publicly, societally um, Mm -hmm. all come down the pike. This is going to be something that companies will want to show, you know, proof of we got it. We got this covered and here's how we do it. This is going to be one of those things that I think companies are going to have to show proof of proof of purchase, if you will. Incendio is in the pole position to be one of those technologies that fills that need for companies. So, yeah, big ups to them. Um, I expect nothing, but uh, I don't know. Do we see a future rainbow? I mean, a unicorn.
1: Possibility if they're not if they're not acquired before they hit that status. And I think any core talent platform that's out there today that wants to be able to, again, push forward. And and you're talking about the the platforms of tomorrow that that we see today. This is Mm -hmm. one of them. This is definitely one of them. So if you're building uh, a portfolio of great tech, this is you've got it. You've got to get this.
2: Chad, did you see the movie Cocoon in the 80s? too many times it hasn't aged well but uh anyway if you haven't seen it i'm not gonna recommend it yeah dad jokes dad jokes sorry gotta say i'm not sure i even knew employee leave was actually a thing uh but here we are san francisco based employee (laughs) leave platform cocoon founded in june of 20 has raised 20 million dollars in series a funding bringing its total to 26 million dollars the platform launched uh, Wednesday across all 50 states and is designed for any type of employee leave, like parental, medical, caregiver, or bereavement. It factors in all company, government, and insurance benefits and manages all facets of the leave from compliance to claims management to payroll calculations. For employers, Cocoon handles compliance and payroll complexities and employees' Uh, Use cocoon to input a leave from beginning to end via an automated process. Chad, is this cocoon a butterfly waiting to happen?
1: I'd say it very well could be. I mean, seriously, try calling the state of California and getting a quick and easy answer to a parental leave question. Shit. Try to call any fucking state in in the union. Mm -hmm. Employee leave is a pain in the ass. It's number one shit nobody wants to do and number two being able to manage this at scale is something that is incredibly important and what every platform should be focusing on that's why i love it It hits those two areas number one shitty tasks number two doing them at scale i wish the co-founders had a little hr experience we're seeing a lot of that but uh you know they do have some some time at stripe and square uh but it's literally A simple, a super simple platform that does that does complex shit. Mm -hmm. Unlike that of Gem earlier, where it's complex and it does a whole lot of shit that most companies aren't even sure that they need yet. Right? That's the difference between those
2: two platforms. Yeah, it's cute. I really had no. (laughs) I had no idea it was a thing. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Leave man. Okay. I, I think of it. It reminds me of good time scheduling. Obviously, something everyone needs. It's a pain in the ass, uh, but, but is it a feature or is it an actual product? Good time seems like a successful company. They're growing sort of organically. they're integrating into as many platforms as possible. They're getting you know uh, investment money. So to me, this is like good time for the leave universe. <laughs> you know will it will it be gobbled up? Maybe Will people just build? Build this thing. Is it that hard to do? I don't know. But to me, yeah, it's it's a cute it's a cute little company. It's it's I guess a pain in the ass process. Uh, I guess the tech is is got to be uh, sound. But for me, it's like eh, it's a nice feature. It'll be a nice integration into your favorite ATS. You won't pay a ton for it, and more competitors will come out, and it's, it'll be a pricing game. I guess uh, we'll go for the cheapest option. So, yeah, it's a cute business. We'll see where it goes. But, you know, I'm not I'm not buying that stock, so to speak. They received how much? They received 20 million and they've raised a total of 26 million, which is a lot of millions. It's a lot of money. But again, it's a
1: it's it's a complex problem for large organizations. So if you are an enterprise, it's more on the HCM side of the house. They have a ton. Of, they have a ton of cash, and to be able to instead of try to build this complexity bullshit, just buy it.
2: Make it easy. There's a lot of money in the system.
1: There is, which is why they should buy it.
2: <laughs> it it makes no sense, Chad. Which is why we should talk about Sense. Yes. Uh, San San Francisco based Sense announced the launch of their platform's AI chatbot this week. Speaking of commodities, maybe, Uh, is AI chatbot better than conversational AI, by the way? Um, I don't know. It's like a hybrid of chatbot and conversational AI. Anyway, the company says its AI chatbot offers a seamless integration available immediately upon activation that sources and screens more qualified candidates faster while still providing white glove, personalized, candidate-focused experience. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Are chatbots just a commodity? And when is chadcheese.com getting our own Chadbot, bot or is that AI Chatbot or Chatbot? Uh,
1: we're podcasters. We don't need that shit. So originally I was going to pummel sense for having, you know, this basic bitch type of chat bot, but I think, I think it's a bigger discussion than that. I think it's, it's more about, you know, we talked about the core talent platform and building on that. Everybody's going to want a chatbot. They're either going to build it or they're going to buy it. Everybody's wanted DEI. So what do they do? They find some variation. It's it's all about that checkbox, right? It's all about yep. that RFP checkbox. So I think we're seeing now the variation of we call DEI the new AI because everybody wanted to have it. I think we're finally getting into that conversation, which we did a couple of weeks ago, that
2: it's finally fashioned forward to have a chat by. Chad, every town has a taco joint, right? Yes. But do they all have subscriptions? You have players and you have posers. And the players, (laughs) like Chipotle. Oh my God,
3: I love Chipotle. Chipotle is my life.
2: So, just like that, you have chatbots that are players and chatbots that are posers. Ultimately, the market will decide which is which. But you have your apex predators, which we've talked about on the show, your Chipotles, if you will you know, that are spending real money, creating really interesting products, integrating video, integrating Mm -hmm. search and like, Really cool ass shit, like might be the platforms of the future. And then we have the posers, which are more or less decision trees, right? Like sort of chatbot circa 2018, 17, etc. I'm gonna go with since being on the poser side of the chatbot world. I think it is a checkbox, like you said. It reminds me of SEO back in the day, right? Like, yeah. oh, it's a checkbox. Nobody really understands SEO, but as long as I can tell my boss we're doing it, then then I can keep my job uh, and keep, you know, click punching my time clock. Everyone had social sharing and social integration and some people really did and some people did not. Text messaging is kind of like that. Chatbots are the same thing. I'm not real impressed with what I see from Sense on anything they do with whether it's texting or chat or whatever. To me, this is like let's check it off. Let's let's have another reason to call people. Let's have another thing that we can you know email them about and get get back on the phone with and hopefully sell some stuff. But to me, this is a poser, not a player. Yeah, checkbox baby. Let's take a quick break from our playing and posing and talk about some Amazon shit. Your favorite topic. Uh huh.
4: and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireROI.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today.
2: Chad, so speaking of uh, old movies, you've seen Wally, right? Yes, I have. As a matter of fact, I keep telling you you need to watch it. Yeah, you're you're pretty convinced that I'm the fat guy. <laughs> Carter around on my scooter eating uh, Chipotle, eating Chipotle all day. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I mentioned this. Their brisket is fabulous. So if you're in a market where they have the the brisket at Chipotle, uh-huh. I, I I endorsed the brisket. It's fantastic. All right. Now back to uh, Amazon. So you've seen Wally. Now imagine if Wally starred in the new Exorcist. And you might have an idea <laughs> of what Amazon's new Astro is all about. Yep. Amazon has built a $1,000 personal robot that promises to patrol your home with cameras and Alexa. What could possibly go wrong? The robot can also beatbox. It even comes with eyebrows. Yikes. Amazon has designed Astro to become smarter and more capable over time. Gizmodo summed this up perfectly, saying people are about to start buying 20-pound robot servants for their homes that can recognize their faces, learn their habits, and even use third-party accessories to take their blood pressure. How far are we from the Terminator? Astro also comes with a microphone and camera kill switch, which is nice uh, when you have to get freaky in your house, I guess. So, Chad, will Astro be joining the Sowash household as your fourth pet?
1: No, no, and fuck no. I mean, if you think about it, they're trying to make this thing cute so that you will put a camera and a, um, a microphone in your house. We've already heard mm-hmm. that Alexa, they listen in. Now, this thing can actually roam all the way around, not just listen in, but take pictures, This is fucking crazy. Not to mention, what if this thing is hacked? And I don't know. We've seen that shit before. What do you mean? What if it's when when these things are hacked? Yeah, good point. When they're hacked, they actually get the insight to every inch of your home and where the shit is that they want to get to. I mean, to me, this makes no sense whatsoever. They're trying to make it cute Mm -hmm. so that you think, oh, this is a great gift and I'm going to give to Nana or some shit like that. No, don't do it. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Uh you have dogs. I have a dog and cats. The dog follows you everywhere. It's <laughs> cute. You know, it it's cuddly. It, you know, it's fun, right? Cats, cats, when you're taking a shit, want to come into the bathroom <laughs> for whatever reason. They want to the the toilet, they play with the toilet. They want to play with the toilet bear. Like this is kind of cute, right? And 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 frolicky. Imagine a little little wheeled robot doing that, following you around the house, ducking its head in when you're taking a dump seeing how you are after your shower i mean you know where this could go right Yeah, it's just really weird uh i don't i don't think the voice thing has taken off as well as people thought i don't think the portal thing has taken off like people think this sort of combines the two and puts wheels on it i just i just don't know man does it go upstairs that's creepy <laughs> it, it it has eyes and eyebrows like it could get mad with the eyebrows and i don't know it's just it's just bad by the way they've also said this is not their last robot. So they're just going to like build robots. No. Uh, this is a big, I don't know. This is a big thumbs down. I don't even know. That's even
3: oh, hell no. being nice. Yes.
2: Amazon stick to stick to packages, stick to products. And all you kids stick out there, go watch
1: WALL-E. That's W-A-L-L-E. And uh, you'll see that this was actually, this is actually crystal ball. This was, this is foreshadowing what we're yeah. seeing today
2: yeah I forget is there a penis rocket in Wally I,
1: I don't... that might have been the that might have been the other Wally the porn version that you saw
2: Well, watch some Wally and have some real bourbon which apparently you did not get in Portugal Not enough. baby we out We out
3: thank you for listening to what's it called The podcast the Chad the cheese brilliant they talk about recruiting. they talk about technology but most of all, they talk about nothing. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chadcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership,
4: ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts.